0: Hello there and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Your brain, how can you help it along? How can you give it a boost? How can you give it a little bit of increased energy to get through the years of life? Well, there are things you can do uh, to enhance the functioning of your brain and therefore enhance your general functioning socially and intellectually and in many ways of life. But um, it doesn't come about through passivity. It comes about through activity. So let's take a look at some of the research studies that have been uh, done here recently that have come to my attention that I think are very interesting for you, uh, particularly if you're in the mid-years of life. And um, this is very important you know, for you to uh, consider. Two research studies that I'd like to uh, focus on. Here's one. Uh, MedPage reports this, uh, that um, researchers found that if you engage in a relatively high level of physical activity, recreational activity, if you will, during your mid-age years, you know, that's 30 and 40 uh, mid-age years, your brain becomes strength, you will. Your brain becomes more resistant to breakdown. Your brain becomes more functional in the later years of life. So in other words, you're doing yourself a favor. It pays off in your 70s and your 80s and your 90s, perhaps, what you do when you're in the 30s and the 40s. So you see it's like pain forward I guess is the word that we use these days get yourself active 15 to 30 minutes per day of activity would give you a great advantage as you move into your later years of life the white cells and the white matter of the brain becomes more resistant to breakdown and to change the structures of your brain become more resistant to breakdown and therefore the function of your brain becomes more Positive and more uh, helpful to you in your daily living. So, in other words, that's number one. Get yourself active. If you're in the 30s and the 40s, in that age range, 50, 55, make sure that you have an activity level most of the days of your week. You don't have to do 15 to 30 minutes per day, seven days a week, but you got to do it a minimum of three to four. Okay? So, make sure that that becomes your target because you're doing yourself a favor as you look forward in life. Now, here's a second research study that has been done, and this came out of um, Sydney, Australia. It has to do with the effects of dogs in our life and how dogs have a positive influence upon us. You see, during this pandemic, people have been buying dogs. People have been adopting dogs, I guess is the better word for it. There's been about a 30% increase in dog adoption during this pandemic. So people are reaching out for friendship. People are reaching out for companionship. People are reaching out for social contact and connection and using dogs as part of that. So the pet industry, the supplies and all that, has now reached a record of $99 billion a year. That's a high. So we are into a market having to do with dogs and dog supplies and so on because we're bringing dogs into our life. And not only are we finding that here in America, but we're finding that in other countries of the world. Israel, for instance is finding the same trend of adoption of dogs is ramping up, you know, considerably. And we're finding that fewer people relinquish their dogs during these days. They hang on to them a little bit longer. So, uh, dogs are being uh, protected from extinction and uh, death and continuing to be an ongoing friend in the life of many, many people. And we're seeing this on the increase. So, What does a dog do? Well, we find out from the University of Pennsylvania, the research study, that getting a dog improves the owner's activity level. It improves the cardiovascular health of an individual, and it improves the psychological state of a dog owner. So the research is very positive here in regards to uh, the effects of um, a dog on the biochemistry, the biology, the neurology, the sociology, the psychology, of individuals. Get a dog. Improve your life in many, many different ways. So in Sydney, Australia, a study was done in which they had uh, three groups of people. Three people um, had dogs that they had just gotten a dog and were now beginning to bring that dog into their life. Another group of people wanted a dog but decided to wait uh, maybe three to four or five, six months but they wanted a dog. So they were dog oriented but did not have a dog. And then the third group was those that did not have a dog and were not going to get a dog and did not want a dog, okay? So we have these three groups of people, kind of dog owners and dog wishes and dog rejectors, if you will. And uh, they then followed these people over eight months of time. They had them do some testing and they did some evaluation and some assessments. When they started this study, we call that baseline. Then they did it about uh, three months later and then they did it again about eight months later to see kind of the effects of the dog on an individual's life. Now, here's what they showed. That people who have who had a dog after 3 months were walking 2500 more steps per day than the other groups. So dog owners walk. Now we know that walking has a lot of benefit on the brain and a lot of benefit on the body and the heart and the weight and the socialization, the psychology of an individual. So dogs are playing a great, great role uh, in their life. Unfortunately, however, after eight months, the the walking rate dropped off a little bit. In other words, the walkers of dogs walk more at first than they did after they had owned a dog for about eight months. Now, it didn't drop off totally, but it dropped off considerably. So somehow or another, dog owners walk the dog at first and then Uh, just occasionally we'll walk a dog later on. So the dog becomes kind of accustomed to being kept in the home and not necessarily taken for a walk. It's a funny little thing in our neighborhood. Uh, When I babysit the dogs of my kids, uh, I walk. I walk them around the block. There's a man down the street, about five doors down the street, has two dogs, and three times a day he puts the dogs in the car and drives them around the block and then comes back home. He takes the dogs for a drive (laughs) just around the block. Now, the dogs don't get exercise, and he does not get exercise. So it's an exercise in futility, actually, but at least they get out of the house. So maybe that's a little bit of a benefit in itself. So the loneliness of people, by the way, who have dogs, it's a very considerable issue. 40% decrease in loneliness among the people who had a dog as compared to people who did not have a dog or who were were waiting to get a dog. So loneliness was certainly a benefit. The lack of loneliness or the less of loneliness was a factor in this particular study, and it shows that dogs do get people out and get people walking, get people physically active, get people socially active. And there's benefit, you know, from that. And another factor of the study, they found that dogs promote a flow of octagon, oxygen, Oxygen, that's a uh, hormone that is decreased in the heart rate, or that decreases our heart rate, and fosters feelings of well-being and fosters feelings of relaxation. In other words, dogs have a positive effect upon one's heart. If you're a heart patient, maybe a dog would be good for you. And uh, I have seen many, many heart patients Who have dogs or don't have dogs and there's a difference dog owners who are heart patients who have heart compromised situations do far better if they have a dog it's a happiness issue and it's a relaxation issue pleasure issue and it's a physical activity issue to the good to the benefit so dogs make us happier they promote kind of a a sense of uh, calmness and a sense of relaxation and that means that stress levels are decreased So dogs encourage their owners to get out in nature, to maintain a sense of routine, and stay in touch with their neighbors. All these benefits are physical in nature and psychological in nature, particularly now during the COVID. So if you're thinking about getting a dog, this might encourage you to do so. Make sure that you are able to handle it. Make sure that you can incorporate the dog into your life and that you're bringing a dog into your life as you bring a child into your life. When you talk to people who sell dogs or who raise dogs or who shelter dogs, they say, and uniformly they say, we want people to have a dog that will bring that dog into their family as they would bring a child into their family. They're going to love the dog. They're going to care for the dog. They're going to exercise the dog. They're going to train the dog. They're going to create a happy dog. And in the process of that, they become happy dog owners and more healthy dog owners. So there you are. Do something good for your brain. Get out and exercise. Do something good for yourself in many different ways. Psychologically, neurologically, physiologically, psychologically. Get a dog and enjoy it. Okay? Nice to have you with me. And thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast today. Mm. Bye for now.